Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This week on Parts Per Billion, pot farming is not great for the environment. Is the solution legalizing it? Maybe, but maybe not. Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. As always, I'm your host, David Schultz. And as you might be able to tell from my voice, I'm a little under the weather today. My sincerest apologies. So I'll get right to the point. Marijuana farming is not always good for the environment. Of course, any kind of farming can have environmental consequences, but farming pot is kind of unique due to its special legal status. Let's just uh, put it that way. Uh, If you're a loyal PPB listener, you'll remember we told you about how farmers in states where pot is legal are having a tough time finding pesticides to use because the EPA is the one that approves pesticides and pot is still illegal at the federal level, remember? Well, as you might be aware, some people are also growing pot illegally, and they seem to be having not very many problems finding pesticides to use, basically because they don't really care. Bloomberg Environment reporter Sarah Merkin says authorities are finding crazy large stashes of really strong rat poisons and other pesticides on illegal pot farms, especially in Northern California. And she says this is really bad news for the wild animals that live in these remote areas. The animals are actually eating rats that are trying to get into the marijuana crops. And many illegal farms are using these illegal pesticides that are trying to kill rats to protect the marijuana. And owls and other wildlife in California are feasting on the edges of these farms. And the rats that the owls are eating have been poisoned with this thing called anticoagulant rodenticides, which... Was it anticoagulant? Anticoagulant, yeah. Anticoagulant rodenticides, which prevent blood from clotting, and they can cause injuries or death in these owls and the rats and whoever else is really eating them. So when the owls eat the rats that have been poisoned, the poison also goes into their bloodstreams. And, you know, recent research has found that a high percentage of owls in Northern California are testing positive for the rat poison. And obviously, environmental and conservation advocates aren't too happy about this because in addition to the animal deaths, they say the pesticides are contaminating soil and water. Now, is there any other way that these animals could be getting this rat poison? Maybe it's, you know, they just happen to, there's an owl that happened to fly near someone's house uh, and they happen to have like a, a, a rat uh, bait out for, you know, that the owls happen to eat. I mean, is that at all possible or is, is are the, the pot farms the only way they can get this rat poison? So 
homes, people in homes do use the rat poison. It's mostly on these illegal marijuana farms, but people that have rat problems have been using these poisons, and there's there's kind of an issue around that as well because children and pets have been eating this this poison, but mostly the, the owls are being harmed on the farms. That's bad stuff. And one of the researchers that you spoke with is this guy, Murad Gabriel, who is a, a scientist at UC Davis, who's been looking into this. And I actually had the opportunity to speak with him for a story I did a couple years back. He's got a pretty interesting uh, personal story. You know, for him, this kind of research is not just business, it's, it's also personal. I mean, can you tell me about what he's been through? Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. So Gabriel is an ecologist and conservationist, and I don't really think he thought his research would lead him to, into this space. So he started doing research on illegal marijuana farms because he was seeing rat poisons around. And after a few years of doing this research, his dog was actually poisoned by the same poison he'd been finding on the fields. And he thinks this was likely intentional because of the research he'd been doing. So it's really impacted him personally because of his dog. But he continued to do the research because he thought it was important to find out more species that are being impacted. So he, it was it was someone who didn't like that he was kind of poking around areas where he, you know, where they didn't want him to, and they they poisoned his dog. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because he doesn't really know who did it, but that's what he thinks happened. Wow. So a lot of environmentalists out there are saying that really no one should be using these rat poisons at all. Not just you know people who are growing marijuana illegally, but you know no one should be using them because they're too strong. You know what's is is that basically their argument that these poisons are, are, are too potent and just not safe for use by anyone? That's exactly right. So the poisons are so strong. And as I mentioned before, kids and pets are eating them on, at people's homes. But also, there are state and federal restrictions on who can use the pesticides, where they can use them. But obviously, this isn't always being followed because there are still these poisons around. So they, the products actually aren't for sale in California on the shelves. You can't buy them in a store. And you have to be a licensed exterminator to use them, but people are still finding them around. So, yeah, there are calls for a statewide ban. There is a bill in the legislature right now to, to ban them in the state, but um, environmental advocates are waiting to see where that bill goes. And, and that's what I think was one of the things that was most interesting to me about your story is that, you know, there's a call to ban these, these uh, rat poisons from the state of California, but the people who are using them are just already doing illegal stuff anyway. Like they're already growing marijuana illegally. So what's to, to say that they would, you know, uh, obey by this one uh, ban on rat poisons should it pass through the legislature while they're continuing to do this other illegal stuff? Like usually people who do illegal things don't tend to follow some laws and not others, you know what I mean? Right. That's kind of the worry. And um now that marijuana is legal in the state, there, there are definitely some people that are worried that legalizing marijuana in the state will create even more legal farms and even more people illegally using the pesticides because they're trying to meet the growing demand for marijuana use. So you're saying there might be some people who grow pot legally but use the pesticides illegally because they need to to protect their crop. Well, a lot of the legal growers actually don't use the illegal pesticides one, because they're legal, but also just because they're so strong. But if more legal farms keep popping up, they're the ones that are probably going to be using the illegal pesticides. I mean, are there any solutions to this? This seems like a really hard problem for like lawmakers and regulators to solve, because when you have people who are doing something that's pretty illegal and comes with a pretty big uh, risk of jail time or fines anyway, 
you know, how do you stop them from taking these other risks that are pretty damaging to, to the environment? You know, what's, how do you, how do you get someone who's already a criminal to obey other laws? It's, it's, what, what can you even do? I think that's a big problem that the state officials are facing right now. And so um, state law enforcers, they, they raid farms all the time. They go in and they, they try to take away these pesticides, but they're just everywhere. So, so state officials actually think the opposite is happening, that with legalizing marijuana, they will bring more people into the licensed arena, and then they'll be able to regulate their pesticide use and kind of help clean up the environmental harm that's already been caused. So while some people think legalizing marijuana will will create more legal farms, state regulators are hoping that it'll create more legal farms. Sort of bringing people out of out of the shadows and into the, I guess, taxed regulatory, uh, you know, sphere. I guess that's that's the hope. That is the hope, because if they can regu- regulate their pesticide use, then, you know, they can stop this from happening and they can monitor what everyone is doing. Yeah. What's... Um, just out of curiosity, what's next for, for Gabriel? Did he say, did he give any um, indication of where he's going to take his research next? Because when I spoke to him, he was focused on just sort of one kind of endangered species in, in Northern California. And now, you know, when you spoke to him, it sounds like he's looking at a lot of different species, you know, not just, he was looking at, at these kind of weasels that were, were consuming the rat poison. And now he's looking, it looks, sounds like he's looking at owls and other animals who are higher up the food chain. Like, what's next for him? He didn't mention what species he would look at next, but you're right. He was looking at Pacific fishers, which are mammals that live in really remote forests in the Pacific Northwest. So I think they were like, he showed, I think I saw a picture of them. They're like voles or something, or they're really these like weird weasel type uh, creatures. Yeah, they're pretty weird animals that you don't really see anywhere else in the country, as far as I know, besides the Pacific Northwest. So I think he'll probably just keep looking to see what other animals might be affected because it seems to me and seems to a lot of the researchers that it can, you know, it can happen to any animal that wants to feast on these rats. That was Bloomberg Environment's Sarah Merkin talking about the ecological effects of illegal marijuana farming. For more of our reporting on agriculture and the environment, visit our website at bnanews.bna.com. Today's episode was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs, Rachel Daigle, and special help from Patrick Ambrosio. The music for this episode is A Message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons license. More information can be found at betterwithmusic.com. And I'm going to have myself a cup of tea. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.